This is On The Way Out. I'm Brandi Truesdale. And I'm Sarah Hester. And today we're going to talk about the difference between joy and happiness. So we are here to equip women to boldly live lives that glorify the Lord by sharing biblical truth as it relates to the world today. Okay. Beep boop. Beep boop. We're back. <laughs> I I'm so stoked to be back. <laughs> Me too. Like, we have to stop taking breaks. No more breaks. No. I was traveling, uh, and so I have no more traveling until August. So yeah. I'm super glad to be back. It was good to take a break, but glad to be back. We were in New Orleans for the Southern Baptist Convention, where the messengers from the SBC 2023 decided to um, keep a ruling from the credentials committee to, to what's the word I'm looking for? Uphold their decision to mm. disfellowship two churches who had female pastors. Yeah. So I think that's a big win. Yes. I think that is a really good uh, idea of where we're standing at the SBC. I know there's a lot of people in the SBC who are surprised. I don't really know why. Well, I've um, heard people talk about it. Like, this is, like, someone said, the way they phrased it was, it's part of the SBC's, um, what is it? Like, they're the, not their the Baptist handbook. faith and message. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, it's yeah. also part of it's the It's a Bible. statement of faith. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's also in the scripture. Like, I was like, I also, can we also talk about how it's in the Bible? Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't think. No, can we? We can People can't. don't make up these arbitrary rules that they pull out of yeah. thin air. Like these, these it's are founded legalism. on scripture. <laughs> so, um, and a lot of people wanted to split hairs between saying, um, you know, there's lots of women who have the title of pastor, but they don't oh. actually preach. And well, so, yeah, we have a friend that was saying that when she lived in Washington, it was like that. Like, mm-hmm. she went to a church, and there was a woman, I think, there was one woman in particular who taught all the other women. Like, yeah. she ran all the and Bible studies. Pastor. And they called her a women's pastor. Yeah. See, I, um, I think pastor... We should reserve in, well, that in term. I mean, the word pastor is not in scripture. The word elder yeah. um, oh, yeah. is. The word uh, shepherd is. Um, that idea is in scripture. Yeah. So, I. What should we I'm call? Like, on I would, one hand, I agree. Director. If you have to call okay. anything, because that's what director. I said. I was. We were just like having a conversation about it. And I was like, I mean, we need to come up with a new term. Yeah. Then. Right. And she agreed. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, but we were, like, somebody was talking to me, asking me about the SBC. Mm-hmm. They know that we're friends, and they were like, what's going on? Friends. <laughs> because they knew you were there. Yeah. And I was telling them, and somebody was like, yeah, but they said the same thing, but isn't that some women are, they're called pastor, but they're not, and I'm like, mm, well, maybe, but yeah. in this situation, well, then, these were actual women pastors. Right. They were oh, running yeah. churches. I mean, they are, yeah, they're ordained women. So yeah. Saddleback, which is uh, Rick Warren, yeah. the purpose-driven life yeah. guy. I freaking love that he got um, hammered. I know that sounds really <laughs> selfish. Yeah, dumb. so he, uh, anyway, his church, he, and, he retired from his church. In his place, they brought on a 
husband and wife co-pastor team. That's not a thing. Um, right. I mean, she she preaches, quote-unquote. Like That's the, not it's, a th- Okay. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And then they had also ordained women within their church. So, I I think this is a big win for the SBC. I think... Yes. I think... Um, well, coming back from last year, too, mm-hmm. where we were, like, somehow divided over abolishing abortion... Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it is. It is nice to yeah. see the SBC upholding right. the Bible, mm-hmm. upholding Scripture. Yeah, because honestly, you've seen um, Presbyterians, you've seen Methodists, you've seen this has been a huge issue where a lot of really big denominations have drifted yeah. left on. So I was very excited to see the SBC, and and this is the messengers. I mean, it was a yeah. nine to one. Vote like it was a very big not nine to one, like nine thousand. Yeah, nine thousand to, 1, to yeah, not even one thousand. Pretty, but pretty gnarly. Yeah, right. But they were. I mean, the messenger spoke, which is what they do at convention. Yeah. We, you know, it's not a top-down organization. The churches get together and they speak. Okay. Um, they make decisions, so it's a bottom-up organization. Okay. Like the messengers get to say, "This is what we want. This is what we don't want," um, and so. It's not like a Catholic church where you have, you know, however many people on a board and they say, okay, this is what we're doing for all of the churches. So, um, Um, I want to just clarify, I made like a, like, an legalism, like snarky little comment, but what I was (laughs) trying to get at is, I think that that term Mm -hmm. has been Mm -hmm. weaponized. Oh, yeah. That's a great way to put it. Because legalism yes is not great um in in some a lot of ways okay but we've also they've we've also allowed it to be weaponized against things that are actually Mm. scripture Mm -hmm. so like someone might say that not having a woman as a pastor is being legalistic that i've heard this argument so many times i saw ali beth stuggy was talking about it on her instagram like Mm -hmm. somebody was arguing that um jesus um he empowered women yeah. to do all these things, which I'm like, yes, that's true. But yeah. he also, he, he never told them to go out and preach to a bunch of men. No. Ever. He didn't. So, um. <laughs> I saw the same thing. It was like. That's not legalism. That's scripture. Better tell Mary Magdalene that she can't preach anymore. And I'm like, her telling what? the disciples that, that Jesus was risen? Preach. That's she, not preaching. That was uh, <laughs> called spreading like a, right, a literal message. Yeah. Like she's communicating. Hey, guess what? He's risen. That's it's the not same like, thing as me being like. Right, brothers. Church is Sunday open. at 11. <laughs> yeah. Don't, Don't preach. <laughs> like, Stop preaching. What? Yeah. People are nuts. But yeah, they use, are nuts. But that term legalism has unfortunately mm-hmm. been so weaponized. Yeah. And like you said, you know, anything where you have a standard is yeah. legalism. You know, if you have a standard, yeah. if you want to live by scripture, then you're being a legalist. So it's hard. It's we're taught when yeah. I think legalism when it was coined mm-hmm. was like people who are making women wear skirts in church yeah, or I mean, not wearing makeup or don't cut your hair legalism and yeah. this is not it that's not it that's <laughs> yeah. scriptural this is that's what scripture. scripture says yeah the so, end yeah i mean and it's it has nothing to do with context or culture or time it has to do yes. with creation order I hate so, that argument too. Yeah, this is 2023, yeah. and um, God knew that things were going to change. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no, He gave us 
of one book that's supposed yeah. to last for eternity. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it transcends all of time exactly. and culture. And Your argument is dumb. <laughs> I can't take it. People yeah. be driving me crazy lately. Yeah. Well, and especially, Saying things. you know, again, I think, look at the culture that we're in. It's so steeped in feminism. And mm-hmm. when you take an objective truth found in scripture that says that women can't do something, then people lose their minds. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know. I think, and Tom Askell says this a lot, it's not unbiblical, it's just unpopular. So, yeah, I, mean, I love gosh, that. I just, I can't, That's true. I can't stand that. And I've said this so many times. <clears throat> there are a lot of things women can do that men can't. Yes. And that also makes some men mad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Depending like, on the man. <laughs> that we can give, like, birth. Yeah. Um, that we can be women. Uh, that is also a great command of the Bible. <laughs> yeah. But no man can do nope. it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, this is this is just one of those areas that, you know, I mean, this is, it takes us back to the garden. Mm-hmm. God has put a boundary here. In the same way that he put a boundary around the tree of knowledge of good and evil, he's put a boundary here <clears throat> around women preaching and pastoring. Yeah. And we need to be okay with that. Right. Because he said so. Yeah. So it's a huge win for the SBC. Yeah, so I think that's very good. Past week, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to say too. Last time we recorded, we used our new mics. Yeah, and there was like one point where I thought I was being so loud. Yeah, and you couldn't hear any of it. I know it's really nice. You can nice. only hear the voices. These are These some are good nice. mics. Yeah, they are. I like them. Just yes. gotta get a good stand. Yeah, that will be helpful. One day I'd love to have a video. I know. sitting here talking. You need to see our would faces and our expressions, all the hand movements. <laughs> I, I get riled up and I throw my hands around like you would never believe. You wouldn't believe. Jake makes fun of me a lot. <clears throat> all right, I got a would you rather. Yay. Okay, would you rather? Um. Okay, never be able to eat warm food or never be able to eat cold food. <laughs> okay, hold on. I have to think about what's cold. Ice cream. I mean, ice cream is the only... Does that include drinks? You said No, eat. it's just food. Yeah. This specifically says eat. Mm, oh, my gosh. Um, I'd have to say cold. That's a yeah. huge bummer. Yeah. But if you think about it, like, I I guess what I'm thinking about is winter time. Like, yeah. You have it would to be, be terrible. able to eat cold, warm food. Yeah. But you can eat warm food in the summer and it's right. fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. There's a difference Agreed. there. Yeah. So I'm just, unfortunately, man, I'm thinking of all of the cold things that I like now. I know. I'm trying to think fruit. through that too. Like, fr- yeah. I guess you could eat fruit. room temperature <clears throat> fruit. But there's yeah. some fruit that's better cold. Oh, yeah. Like watermelon. Water. That's exactly what I was thinking too. <laughs> like mm-hmm. good crispy watermelon out of the fridge. I'm going to go to the store. I had the best watermelon, and I'm afraid that from it's South only... South Carolina? I don't know. It might have been. Best watermelon I ever Ingles. had was from South Carolina. Yeah. I mean, what can I, I say? I know. Sarah's from we South do, Carolina. We do good watermelon It's good. <laughs> best peach I ever had was from California, though. Ooh. I had... I, for some reason in my mind, last summer, before last summer, I just <clears> didn't <throat> like peaches. And then I had them. Shut your mouth. I know. And then That's I the had best them fruit. last summer. And I was like, what was I thinking? This is so good. Peaches. I've never thought about it until right now. <clears throat> but most fruits we sell all year round. When you really aren't supposed to. There mm-hmm. is actually a biological. This is like, I can get sciencey about it. Yeah. But there is actually like a biological 
component to eating fruit that's in season Mm -hmm. like your body metabolizes it and processes it when Mm -hmm. it is in season differently than when you're eating it out of season but anyway most fruit you can buy all year round yeah it's better when it's in season but you can buy it all year round you cannot buy peaches all year round that's true you cannot buy them in the winter so you're right when i see peaches yeah you're like give me them peaches i freaking love peaches i like it with the skin Mm. i prefer it with the skin interesting yeah interesting (laughs) i don't know why i have that mental block about them but anyway that is weird yeah Yeah. peaches are so good yeah they're very good my sister-in-law lived in this she lived in like this little shed in someone's backyard when they got married amazing and uh yeah, because in California you can't afford. Oh my god! I think she still paid twelve hundred dollars to live in someone's no. shed. <laughs> um, but they had a peach tree in their backyard, Amazing. and she let me get one. And mm. I like, I remember just like, I mean, I'm still thinking about ten years later. That was ten years ago, wow. and I was like, I still think about how juicy and perfect oh that peach was. Yeah. One day I'm gonna go to California. This may, and eat in and out. this may be a good um yes. <laughs> this is the only two things i want yes. to do we okay my first experience with in and out was um texas and it was a bummer was it and then i had it in california, california. and i was mm-hmm. like yeah this is this is I what still was missing think i'd be happy with in and out in texas at this point we don't have good burger places i'm we sorry don't. we just don't what's your favorite burger place like ever not here necessarily probably in and out yeah if i had to pick a second there's a place in charlotte called mm-hmm. i think it's called jake's mm, okay and it's very similar to in and out have you ever had whataburger no i've never had whataburger whataburger is really good especially in new mexico they have a green chili cheeseburger see i it's like perfect i like a thin patty Okay. And a lot of the places around here, yeah, they that little... even serve. They, I mean, I would say that they're technically good burgers. They're thick. Yeah, I don't like this. You want the thin. thin? I want like two thin patties with cheese in between each layer, <laughs> and I want shredded lettuce really and good. diced onions. No thick onions. Yeah, and yeah no yeah. big piece of lettuce. Yeah, shredded lettuce, diced onions, pickles. I mean, basically a McDonald's burger. Yeah. I would say McDonald's if I had to choose a burger from a fast food, I'd never eat it. I haven't eaten at McDonald's in probably five years. Yeah. But I still think about their burgers. <laughs> I just won't eat it because I know it's not real food. Yeah. But the taste. The taste is there. You so know, sometimes every now and then, like I want a Whopper. <clears throat> like, every now and then, a Whopper slaps. Hardee's, uh, what is it? Yeah, Whoppers are good. Oh, Sonic makes a pretty good burger. Mm-hmm, I believe that. I like Sonic's buns. Sonic's buns. Sonic's buns. Like your buns. Like your buns. <laughs> well, we should probably get to our topic now. Whatever. Now that we're all hungry and everyone's I, know, I hungry. actually brought this. Sorry, I gotta <laughs> fix my pants. I was like, "What is happening?" I'm fixing my pants. I'm like uncomfortable right now. I gotta get comfortable you, into this you conversation. Do all what right. you gotta do. Fix them. I brought myself a little protein bar. A little snackies. This is. Do you remember eating Star Crunch mm-hmm. as a kid? Mm-hmm. This tastes like Star Crunch. No way. It t- but it's a protein I'm bar? I'm going to break it off for you and then tell you it tastes exactly... Break me off a piece of that stuff. It tastes exactly bar. like Star Crunch. Okay, listen. Here we go. Okay, so we are going to talk about <laughs> the difference between joy and happiness. So I we did an episode uh, kind of towards the beginning where we talked about holiness over happiness. Mm-hmm. Because we Christians, the new age Christians, if that's what you're going to call them, progressive Christians, just yeah. Christians today, mm-hmm. even pretty decently solid christians Mm -hmm. would venture to say that god wants you to be happy yeah no he doesn't yeah um 
But that message has been, I came across something on Instagram and then we also got a message from a friend Mm-hmm. And they like it was like almost at the same time, mm-hmm. and that it re brought this up. It brought up this idea like that people are getting joy confused with happiness because somebody made the argument. I'll put a little up on my phone. Somebody made the argument that the Bible calls us to be joyful, mm-hmm. and like yes, but that's not the same thing as happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna talk about that today. I'm going to try to find that yeah, screenshot. Yeah, I think specifically, she was asking, like, how, if I had, if I'm, I'm trying to fit these two things together, um, specifically how you can have joy, but also be willing and able to make sacrifices, um, and how those things work together. Okay. I'm going to read this. Okay, so... Benny Johnson. Do mm-hmm. you know who this is? Um, Bethel? I think so. Okay. Very popular. Huge following on Instagram. Okay. And um, he had this big message out that said, God loves you and wants you to be happy. Mm-hmm. That's what he was spreading. Mm-hmm. Somebody... Um, it got actually it actually got a lot of pushback um oh, well, on Instagram, good. which is really nice. Yeah. And his wife actually Jen? went yeah, yeah and commented no, Kate. Kate Johnson. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. not who I'm thinking of. Go okay. ahead then. Kate shared two <clears throat> Bible verses. Um, Second Timothy one seven, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. And she said that would be called happy in the vernacular. I've never read that verse. I re- I read that verse as someone who struggles with like OCD and anxiety, mm-hmm. and I read it as like God gives me a spirit of or He gives me a sound mind, so stop yeah. acting like an insane person. Yeah, <laughs> I've never yeah. read it as I, I would say that's a stretch. I've never read it as God wants me to be happy. Yeah, I, I've read it as God I wants mean, me to be reverent and yeah. put together. Right. That's how I read it. But I and mean, I think I can be probably wrong. as something who as someone who is. It seems like everything very mainstream in Christianity, they always are referring to this quote-unquote spirit of fear. Yeah. Like, I break the chains of fear. You know, I break the chains of anxiety. Um, I will not give in to darkness. I will not give in to fear. Like, it seems like fear is a really big um, point of discussion, I guess, in culture. And so probably what I would... What they may be saying is, like, you're not called to be fearful, but be happy. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't think... It, I think you would need to define what happiness is. Right. Like, what's your definition well, of happiness? Well, and then her second verse was Galatians 5, 22, which is the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. Um, what actually doesn't say happy. Right. It says it joy. It says joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she said, the fruits of the Spirit bear happy people, no matter the earthly situations they face. Yeah. God did not call us to be a doer... And miserable, dour and miserable, mm-hmm. sorry, yeah. but rather happy warriors, knowing our hope is not on this earth, but with him. And I was like, okay, yeah. yeah right, um, I agree with that. I do agree with that. Right. But that's a confusing message. Yeah. I think that's the point, is that the message is confusing to say God wants you to be happy. Because right. then you have people who are like, I really, I think 
I don't think I'm supposed to be living with my boyfriend and having sex with him before marriage, yeah. but God wants me to be happy. But these things and make this me makes happy. me happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think like you it's said, a confusing you would message. have to. Right. Because what a lot of people, I think you would need to be more clear because a lot of people, a lot of people equate happiness with prosperity. And I think it would be very easy to get into the yes. prosperity gospel yes. from there when you say, God wants me to be happy. God wants me to be rich, healthy, you know, doing what makes me feel good right. um, <clears throat> versus what she's saying, which I think is true. Like, yes. I don't think as Christians, we are not called to be miserable, miserable mm-hmm. grumpy, sad looking people. I agree with that. But I think you would just need to give some more clarification on what happy means. Well, I mean, and go back to what um, what she Oh, like my example of it makes me happy to live with my boyfriend and have sex with him before marriage. Yeah. Um, you can joyfully mm-hmm. not live with your boyfriend and not have sex before marriage and give that up. Yeah. And the sacrifice itself could bring you joy knowing that you're serving the Lord before you serve yourself. Yeah. Um, so I think more than anything, I don't necessarily know that the Johnsons have it wrong. I just think that it's a very confusing message. Yeah, yeah agreed. Um, so I'm not specifically calling them out. This yeah. is just this is the post I came across. Right. That I think you know what makes you happy. Obeying the Lord. Yeah, it should. And if it doesn't, then really you need to work on that. Yeah, I think a, a clean conscience makes you happy. Nowhere in the <laughs> Bible does God say, "I want you to find what feels good in your spirit and do it." Right. Like it says, I mean, obey me, obey yeah, my commands. It says, make war with your flesh. Yeah. It's so, so wild. It's a wild message. It's a wild time. Yeah. yeah. So, like you said, I I don't know that I necessarily disagree with them. I just no, need like that some last thing she pointed out. Context. Like, yeah. Exactly. So, what was your um, what was the message that you received? Um. So she was asking about. Um, she used the example of like her grandmother um, and I think this is like a common story of generations past yeah. Um, yeah, of women who did hard things and made sacrifices mm-hmm. and you know we live in the most comfortable time we've ever lived in Yep. and women need self care you know <clears throat> or again we've yes. talked about this I'm not saying all self care is bad I'm just saying <laughs> um, you know I mean, there are women who did insanely difficult things. Yeah. And men who did crazy things. I talked things. about my grandma Ann, who was a single mom who worked three jobs yes. and raised two right. kids. Right. Like, they, women nine, did 11 months apart. what needed to be done. Right. And they made, which is honorable. Like, they made right. sacrifices, which is honorable. So, how is it that you have this generation now who argue, arguably are living very comfortable lives? <laughs> Are the most educated, and, the most well-off. And, and the most sad. And literally the most sad people. <clears throat> Which this is kind of interesting that we're talking about this. Because yeah. there's been a big conversation this week and last week mm-hmm. about mental health mm-hmm. and drugs and yeah. whether or not we should be on drugs for mental health. Yeah. Which we're, I'm just not going to have that conversation. Yeah. But you can ask me face-to-face and I'll let you know what I think. Uh, but... Basically, the, I've seen a couple of different therapists who com- who have commented on this thing, yeah. and they have agreed and said, this generation yeah. thinks that every time they're sad, they're depressed. 
Yes. And they need to be drugged not, for it. Right. And that's, you can be sad. Yeah. You can, oh, you can be sad and yeah. still have joy. Yeah. You can mourn as someone who has joy. Yeah. Like the Bible talks about that. We are to mourn as yeah. those who are not without hope. Yeah. We have hope and we can be sad. I mean, right. Jesus himself mourned Lazarus' yeah. death, even though he knew, like, he, he was yes. hours away from raising him from the dead. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. We, as the Christians, we should be mourning differently. Yes, um, we should. So I wanted to go back. We have though. a hope that people don't have, though. Exactly, and that can be. Yes. So this was kind of what I was thinking of in preparation for this episode. I've been listening to uh, Yomi Park's uh, audio book. She's a defector from North Korea. She okay. um, amazing story. Got out of North Korea. Ended up in the sex slave trade um, in China for like three years. Was rescued out of that. Anyway, um, ended up in Columbia at at Columbia in New York City. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, Columbia sorry. the country. No, <laughs> oh, gosh, <laughs> what a ride. No way. Um, <laughs> no, but she was in Columbia University, and like day one, she starts seeing Marxist ideology. And, Mm -hmm. like, huge red flags are going off. She misgendered someone, and this person was, like, in her face yelling about how oppressed they were. And I'm just like... Oh, what a punch. You (laughs) are talking to someone who survived communism. Yeah. Survived poverty we can't even imagine. Literally would eat a dragonfly a day. And if she found a dragonfly or a grasshopper, that was a great day for her. Like literally experienced the the most horrific you know times um that anyone when she came to america she came to america and you're yelling at where her? people are oppressed when they're misgendered because i want to I <laughs> slam so, my face through this table i know so um <laughs> anyway i i don't think that i guess my point is as as christians who have the hope of the Holy Spirit, like who have the Holy Spirit living in them, who have the hope of eternity in front of them, who have a box to put suffering in mm-hmm. to explain it to us, mm-hmm. who um, don't mourn as people who don't have hope, who have joy. Like, again, because we have the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus Christ from the dead yeah. living inside of us. We, of anybody, can go through hard and difficult things. Yeah. Um, and should be. I don't think we need yeah. to be these fragile people who feel victimized. By I was kind of thinking when you were times. talking about mm-hmm. Yomi, Yomi, yeah, Yomi, Yomi. Okay, yeah, <clears throat> like the things that she went to through. And I'm <clears throat> thinking here, I've seen other stories similar, or people who come from North Korea, or just like or communism. Mm-hmm. They're typically more joyful. Yes. Then these little white kids yeah. who've had everything handed to them their whole life. Yeah. What's wrong with us? What's wrong with America? Yeah. I think we have been told that if you, I mean, I think it goes back probably to CRT and intersectionality. Yeah. Um, you know, if you suffer in any way, if you have any sort of victim status, then you're owed something. Which is why, if you're a Christian, you need to run from these kind of ideologies. Yeah. They're not biblical. Mm-hmm. They're harmful. No. They're going to destroy your life. Right. And like you said, as a Christian, like, 
we are told we are promised that we will have suffering you'll fail you'll oh, yeah, we're, I, was to say, I thought you were gonna say you'll fail. i thought you were gonna say you promised eternity and i'm like well, what we are, are you guys right. sad about yeah. right and i think this is why the earth is supposed to not be good because we're right. supposed to look forward yeah to eternity you're not supposed to want to live here right exactly we, this is this is not our home right and you really need to be living with the mindset that you're you are passing through here this isn't you know i was so homesick in new mexico mm. because i was away from home like yeah. i but having that having that feeling of this is not my home gave me perspective that the reason i was there was because we were ministering to these people yeah you know that we were living among um and, and there's a level of that discomfort that is actually good because it produces a right mentality right you know what i mean so i don't not all pain is bad i think no. this is another thing especially in the in our culture today you know you have a headache you pop an ibuprofen you you know whatever you're hurting you take medication not all pain is bad like look at birth mm-hmm. birth is one of the most painful yeah. experiences but it produces a child it produces another human being yeah like pain is productive and as christians we have to understand that our pain in this world and suffering is too is too like or when i saw this post someone shared it and i like actually messaged her and i was like if i swear to you at least once a week i think to myself it's like no one has read the story of job (laughs) yeah like why do you guys think you're entitled to so many things Mm -hmm. like none of this was ever promised to you yeah none of it yeah and i think even people who are frustrated by entitlement yeah act entitled yeah like i I think it's it's easy to look at a generation of you know crazy liberals and say oh they're so entitled but then you know when someone criticizes you yeah are you gonna bow up and get mad and feel you know that you have been so unjustly treated or are you gonna say you know what the lord works everything for my good and his glory and i'm gonna be content with where he has i mean i think we could just get lost sometimes because and i mean i'm i'm guilty of this the nothing was ever promised but it also it was never said that we weren't going to have comforts or that we weren't going to experience joyful things like think of you know being married and having kids and friendships like those are awesome wonderful things and Mm -hmm. we do get to enjoy them and i think that the lord is glad Mm -hmm. for us that we get to enjoy them yes but i think that sometimes because we have so much good going on Mm -hmm. we forget that suffering is also a thing yeah and yeah i think it's jarring for us when we have something something bad yeah. something bad because we i mean otherwise we live so because comfortably otherwise, exactly especially in america yeah mm-hmm. um where we do get all for of these sure. things yeah for sure so john piper is famous for coining this term um or this saying but god is most satisfied i'm sorry god is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him so he calls that christian hedonism and it's basically just this idea of um getting ourselves happy in who god is and i think this is really important in having joy also and i think this is why you can look at you know 
generations past um, and see people who did really hard things, I think you have to cultivate gratitude. You have to cultivate, especially if you're a Christian, you have to get a grasp of who God is. Yeah. Like, I think as you um, learn about who God is, grow in that knowledge, it gives you a right perspective of who you are. Especially if you're, like I said, especially if you're a believer, you're a slave to Christ. Yeah. It's not your will and it's not your, you know, satisfaction and comfort that you're living for. It's making his name great mm-hmm. on the earth while you're here mm-hmm. because you know that you're passing through. This is not our home. Um, and this is in, oh, what's it called? Um, I guess it's Philippians where Paul talks about how, um, like, our bodies are like tents and they're mm-hmm. wearing out. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Anyway, so... I think the key to having joy, even in the midst of difficulty, is cultivating gratitude and is being satisfied in God and not in the things of this world. Like, there's so much to who God is, and there's so many ways that we don't um, allow ourselves to learn about Him and even taking in the creation around us Mm -hmm. like this world is wild Mm -hmm. and if you really start to learn it and study it and you see who god is in those things Mm -hmm. and how he has set this world up Mm -hmm. um you know or this universe up i think you can really you set your heart on him and who he is and that's your happiness that's how you become more and more happy i think is in losing yourself and who the lord is Mm -hmm. you become satisfied in him and he's glorified in you through that i think that's how you're happy i think that's how you have joy um i think that's how you can do hard things you know when you're convinced that the lord loves you yeah and cares for you and not only does he call you to do hard things and then just like leave you in the middle (laughs) of them he calls you to do hard things and he brings, you know, painful situations into your life and then he's with you through it mm-hmm. and he gives you the grace to, <clears throat> to walk through that. Yeah. Like my, um, the times that I have sensed the nearness of God the most is in times of suffering. Um, there's a nearness then that he gives and he gives you the grace to go through those things. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's what I would say. I think we have to cultivate gratitude. Yeah, I mean, that's so that's funny. That's what Jake tells me all the time. Every time I'm like stressed yeah. or whatever, he's like, he's like, think about what you're thankful for. And in the yeah. moment, I'm like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> leave me alone. Don't talk to me. Um, but yeah, it's true. Yeah. So Ann Voskamp, this is kind of when I really started. I don't know, like taking stock of all of the things that I could can tend to just gloss over um i don't really know where ann Voskamp is now as far as theologically i think she's a little loosey-goosey but she had a book uh, at least a decade ago called um 1000 gifts and basically this was her whole premise like find things to be grateful for and she had like she would have lists and 
Um, it would be like a monthly challenge. And so, you know, say on day 10, you find three things that are green that you're thankful for. You know, just like different yeah. kind of prompts towards yeah. thankfulness. And it really changes your outlook. It really changes your focus and it gets you thinking of, man, this, these are things that I would have totally passed up. Yeah. And I'm just so thankful. You know, like the fact that our eyes see in color, mm-hmm. you know, like that's amazing. God didn't have to do that, but that's an amazing gift. Yeah. And like we can appreciate a sunset or a sunrise or the, the vibrant colors of a flower because we have color in our eyes. Like our eyes can see color. So hear music. We can hear music. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have harmonies. Yeah. That like, I mean, just can give you chills and yeah. truly can move you emotionally. And you can be so thankful for that. You know, there are countries who don't have our, um, not our scale, but our, like, they don't have harmonies. Like, in Ethiopia, you don't have harmonies in the music. And so when they hear music from America, they're like, whoa, like, these harmonies are, you know, they just, they're not used to them. And so they, anyway, it's neat. So, yeah. I mean, I think about... I don't even know if this sounds weird, but I think every day, almost, like, you always have something to be thankful for that somebody else doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, just because you're sad <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean that, like, you have nothing to be joyful over. And God doesn't want you to be happy. He wants you to be holy. Mm-hmm. And he'd love you to be holy joyfully. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I think you're commanded to be yeah joyful yeah um yeah i'm trying to think of other things jesus that song is in my mind too so yeah i i don't know i think the the issue with crt is that it comes from a place of envy mm. i think envy is at the root of it yeah and i'm not saying racism does not exist right because it does but when you're at a place where you are looking at equality of outcomes yeah. instead of equality of um, opportunity, yeah, that's nothing but envy. Yeah, You have to have yeah, what, what everybody yeah, else true. has. Um, and it's not fair if they have something that you don't have. It doesn't matter how hard they worked for it. Oh it doesn't even matter if it was given to them. This like, probably, honestly... Well, I think this started a long time ago, but I have said, I have said so many times, like, I can't stand my generation. Yeah. There's so many people in my generation that I'm like, you, you're just. How are you here? Why? Why do you <laughs> suck how so did, bad? How did you get to this place? Like, we are so entitled mm-hmm. to so many things. Yeah. And are unwilling to work for it. Mm-hmm. Or when we mess up, like a conversation Sarah and I were having before we started recording, when you mess up. You're unwilling to accept that you messed up, yeah. and then you just expect things handed to you. Yeah, and it's maddening. Like, mm-hmm. get over yourself. Yeah, and yeah, but it does. I think that can also be rooted in envy. Well, it didn't work out for me the way it did mm-hmm. for somebody else, right? And I wanted to work out this way, so let me have what I want. No, yeah, sorry, <laughs> that's not life. Um, that's not actually so life. Just. Stop expecting life to be awesome all the time. Yeah. Like, stop expecting yeah. that every day should uh, be 
wonderful and happy and everything's going your way. Like, that's just an unrealistic expectation. Right. Life is hard. Yeah. But it's because it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier, you're not supposed to want to live on Earth forever. Mm -hmm. Like, you're supposed to want something more and greater. So maybe just be thankful. Like, that... I don't. I wouldn't say be thankful that you're not happy, but like I mean, it can be a a point of gratitude to say like, I'm really looking forward to eternity. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But also, I'm not giving anyone permission to like not try. Yeah. Because you have to, you still have to be a good person while you're here right. and try yeah. and do things like that. And we're not saying give up everything to just look for eternity, but right. Just don't base so much of your joy on what you have mm-hmm. here on yeah. Earth. Well, I think, too, that goes to <clears throat> are you content with what God has given you in this time? Yeah. Why is the average American in so much debt? I know. It's because we're envious, and we yeah. think that we need to Every- provide a certain level, well, whether we can actually afford it or not. because of social media. Yeah. I've had a turn of attitude like the whole influencer thing mm-hmm. why like i don't know when that became a thing i mean pretty recently yeah and within the last 10 years if not mm-hmm. if not more so within like the last five yeah that's um, pretty recent influencers and what they're doing is telling everyone to go out and buy this thing that i have because it's really cool yeah and it's destroying lives right actually yeah um yeah sometimes it can be really simple and you don't think that it's that big of a deal but mm-hmm. i but now we have videos of women laughing about like making fun of their husbands getting angry because there's all these amazon packages or mm-hmm. i went to target i didn't tell my husband little does he know i'm about to spend 200 dollars, and yeah. i'm like why is this funny right like yeah i don't know I mean, I, 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 there was a time where I would have thought it was funny, but now I'm like, why do you need to go to Target right. and spend two hundred dollars, right. especially when your husband is mad about it? Right. But because that's what the, everybody on the internet's doing, because it's cool. Yeah. That's what we should be doing. I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't know. It's I agree weird. with you. Right. So, are you content that the Lord maybe has given you less? Yeah. Monetarily or materially yeah you know than other people are you being content with what you have um i mean i'm not always content with what i have that's sure. for sure yeah. i need to work on I that think myself like we, we all have struggled with that in one way or another um but yeah i think but i think that that is the danger of the mm-hmm. message we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier like that god wants you to be happy like yeah it's a dangerous message mm-hmm. because what happiness might mean to you could have be very well be super uh destructive mm-hmm. to your life or to your walk with the lord like yeah. it can be so destructive well, just because just like, it makes you happy oh man yeah that's just like the whole idea of follow your heart yes i saw i think you sent it to me i think i may have seen it before you sent it to me also where it was like follow the the idea of follow your heart has ruined more marriages yeah more lives yep. than any other killed thing. more I, children yeah oh man yeah let's get into that like that is a lie yeah your heart according to jeremiah Follow your heart is wicked yeah and it's you know this idea that you have to the only genuine self is the person who follows their emotions and that your emotions 
our truth. I mean, that's a lie. Yeah. A lie. And yeah. you, your emotions are something, they are a great God-given gift. They are not meant to rule you. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It's such a wild. <laughs> you have to be self-controlled. Such and a wild statement. Gosh, and let's talk about this. You have to teach your children to be self-controlled. Yeah. I think this is the other thing. Like, you cannot... <laughs> You cannot give your children every single thing they want. No. Like, just like we're talking about, the same way that you have to teach them self-control and you have to model for them what it looks like to live contently with what God has given you, you have to teach them that they cannot have every single thing that they want. And it's... That feels hard sometimes. Like, sure. Sometimes I want to give my kids what they want because yeah. I love them. Sometimes right. it's because I'm like... Is, will this make you be quiet? Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but sure. that is um, it's a terrible message mm-hmm. to be teaching your kids. Yeah. Like, by giving them everything they want. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Like, they are learning a not great. horrible lesson. Yeah. Um, they're learning a much better lesson when you say, sorry, you can't have everything that you yeah. want. Yeah, right. Well, and not every impulse that you have is worth following. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing. Not every single impulse that you have do you need to satisfy? And okay, we're back. Sorry, so sorry. <laughs> That's like I usually can hold it. You can make it came through. over me. Yeah, I drank a lot of water too. Came before rushing I, through. Sarah was like, "Well, you do have two drinks." I did bring in two <laughs> separate big, drinks. Big daddy drinks. Um, well, when I go to Chick Fil A, I always get a refill. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? But I wasn't going to be able to stay. Yeah. So I got myself a refill. <laughs> anyway, man. Okay. <clears throat> What were you saying? <laughs> Gosh, I went, when you were away, I had looked at, I had like jogged my own memory of something I wanted to say. But, oh, okay. You know, and then you forgot to, it again? Yeah, no, I forgot about it. I'm uh, so sorry. I messed up the flow. No, that's okay. Oh, this is something that we had, we were talking about when we were preparing for this, is that I, I really think that suffering does two things to people. Either people suffer and it softens them or people suffer and they turn bitter Mm. and as a christian i don't think you're allowed to make it (laughs) let it make you bitter um because again if you if you're a christian if you believe the bible then you believe that everything comes from god's hand nothing happens to you that he doesn't know about that Mm -hmm. he's surprised about Mm -hmm. that he is ultimately not sovereign over Mm -hmm. um and so either you live in the light of that truth and you understand just as romans 8 28 says that everything and everything is for your good and his glory or you become bitter and sarcastic in the world or you deconstruct or you deconstruct, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the again. I know I've said this on here. The people I respect the most are people who have experienced sorrow and suffering. Yes, and who are absolutely the most joyful people, and who are have a depth of faith that your normal average Instagram Christian doesn't have. Yep. You know. Yep. <laughs> so I want to be that person. Yep. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I don't want to be someone who we've said that in a while. One hundred percent. Yeah, I don't want to be that person who 
experiences suffering and becomes bitter about it. Yeah. You know, like I don't, you have to understand that we don't always get justice in this life. There will be justice. Yeah. No one, no evil ever escapes. Right. Like it's dealt with either at the cross or in eternal punishment. But no one ever gets away with anything. You know? Yeah. And sometimes that's hard to It is. It's hard stomach. to wrap your mind. Yeah. Yeah, because you want earthly justice. Well, like yes. You, you know. I was going to say, yeah. That's going to um, be very hard. Yeah. Um, so it's not, just side note, it's not up to you mm-hmm. to get justice against mm-hmm. anyone. Right. So. Yeah. But. I mean, yeah. It's, it's not. But that is really like, hard. The Lord says vengeance is mine. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is you have to, I think this is something too, maybe we could talk about this, like you psalms talks about i think it's psalms or proverbs talks about you cannot allow a root of bitterness to grow in your heart you cannot do that yeah um and so you know every god sees god knows genesis 18 says the lord of not sorry the judge of all the earth will do what is right and so you have to say you know in whatever situation where i was hurt God sees, God knows, and it's not for me to take vengeance and to allow bitterness to just fester and make me a bad, you know, make me grumpy or pessimistic or sarcastic mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, you know, this is this is something that I am His child, and just like a good father seeks the the good of their child, God is the best father, and He is going to take care of me. Right. And like I said, either it is dealt with at the cross by Christ or that person receives their punishment in eternity. I mean. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I think about that sometimes. Yeah. Which I think Probably really. Probably to receive justice on earth, honestly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. So. I, you know, I think that's, um, the first time I was kind of wrapping my head around this thought was, uh, Ethan and I had watched a documentary on this priest who, a Catholic priest who had committed, I mean, atrocities, you know, in his time as a priest, um, and died before he ever saw any justice, Mm. even before the story came out, Mm. you know, um, and I, I think I remember telling Ethan, like, I'm so mad that he, he never faced any sort of justice. And Ethan was like, but he did. But, and yeah. But he is Way now. Worse. He's experiencing his justice now, yeah. even currently. So, and he's right. I mean, so anyway, even in light of pain, even in light of people wronging you, even in light of, you know, genuine hurt, you can still be joyful. You can still cultivate gratitude. You can still let suffering deepen your faith, soften you as a person, mm. and grow closer to the Lord. Yeah. And, and that's that's not the message that the world is telling you. No. <laughs> you know, whether you face real victimhood or not. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this, yeah. <clears throat> We're going to just have to navigate through this weird... Uh, dialogue that we have yeah. in the world right now, especially America. Um, 
you figure out how to navigate it yeah. as Christians. Yeah. Which, again, when you look at, here are people who actually did suffer. Here's this woman who suffered <clears throat> horribly. Yeah. And, Unreal. yeah, you know, and you want to Or there's people who don't it. suffer at all. Yeah. But want us to suffer because of something that our ancestors did. Yeah. Um, True. That's... That's a hard conversation. Wow. A lot of people that people don't want to talk about, but I mean, but I've I have a really hard time with that, like because that's the message from CRT. Oh, yeah. You brought up CRT. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the message is basically my boys, my mm-hmm. white mm-hmm. boys, are the worst things that could happen to anyone mm-hmm. because they are white and they are men. <clears throat> yeah, and because they are white, they're automatically racist. Mm-hmm. Because, and it's just like, ugh. Anyway, <laughs> but that comes from a place of um, entitlement Yeah. on other people's behalf. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's just... Which uh, is nothing but... <clears throat> I mean, that's nothing but Marxism. Yes. And Marxism is a antithetical to the gospel. Yeah. So, right. Marxist is an atheistic worldview. Like... Yeah. Racism is a sin, and right. as, as humans, we all sin, and so right. everyone is is able to commit this in a racism. It doesn't matter whether you're white or not. Yes, there's a good message too. Mm-hmm. That was literally in my brain racist. when you said it. Yeah. Um. Yes. Honey, Oh, honey. Um. I can't stop. This is probably not we're just talking about justice and it's just on my brain i cannot stop thinking about the pod the uh the natalie grace trial i told my oh, friends yeah. about it yeah i really want to do an episode on it <clears throat> let's do it but is that the girl who was killed in aruba no oh okay i'm gonna try to say this without spoiling it but if you intend to listen, or excuse me, watch the Natalie Grace documentaries, but I don't know. Just heads up. I'm not yeah. very good at telling Spoilers. things without spoiling. Sure. <laughs> um, but this girl who has dwarfism, mm-hmm. um, a very rare form of dwarfism, she's from Ukraine, and she's adopted into this wealthy family. Um, the family finds later believes to be that she is much older than she says she is they think she's an adult living in their home shut up and they didn't know that she was a dwarf they knew she was a dwarf oh okay but because she was a dwarf they think that she's able to disguise her age and they think she's an adult because she is experiencing things that a six-year-old shouldn't like a menstrual cycle and Mm -mm. things like that um and you know she's from ukraine so like they think that she has a faulty birth certificate they they make claims that this this child is wanting to kill them that she's like hoarding knives in her room because she's like ready to murder them oh my gosh so they get her age changed Mm -hmm. then they leak get rid of her what only to find out that she was probably actually a child and they abandoned a nine-year-old child (gasps) And claimed to the world that she was 22. What? Wild. Absolutely wild. Where did they even get 22 from? That's crazy. A judge. What? Ruled it. What is that? Okay. 
you I gotta need watch, to watch it. This. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I already it. spoiled one thing right. in that little but, bit. It is man. wild. <laughs> but I thought about what you were saying about justice because I. Yeah, I mean, there's some. I'm not gonna yes. say anything. There's some people in this mm-hmm. thing yeah. that have not received justice and probably right. never will. Right. For what they did, Mm-mm. and it's unreal. Mm-mm. But they will. They will. They will. Just not by the world standards. Right. But anyway, Woof. the world also doesn't like to give justice the way it should anymore. Oh yeah, either. yeah. That's a totally other different conversation. That's whole, maybe we should actually talk about that. We should talk I think about. We, actually, we should talk about the yeah, death penalty. We should. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because that's a that is a hard. Well, I think people have a really hard time reconciling being pro life <coughs> with being pro death penalty. Oh yeah, like they have a hard time reconciling. My best those two. friend. Yeah. My like my lifelong best friend doesn't want to be my friend anymore because mm-hmm. of the way I voted and that I claim to be pro-life. Right. And she said, you're not pro-life, you're pro-birth. Oh, yeah. You're not pro-life, you're pro-birth. I love that. I love that argument. And I'm like, I'm both. <laughs> I'm like, I'd love to see. It's the but, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. seeing babies born yeah. is the same thing as being pro-life. Right. But, yeah, um, the Bible does actually give account for when we should uh, put people to death. Mm-hmm. And Not that we should. Right. I'm the, never going to put anyone the, to death. The authorities that yes. have God-given rights yes. to carry out what is good and just in our land yes. have those rights. And it's hard, and that's tricky. Man, we, yeah, we, we, we really definitely... We're I think we have it. a lot of... So I think this could actually... We are going to talk about lessons from COVID yes. um, coming up soon. But yeah. I think there's some overlap in there. Yeah, there really is. So, so we'll do that. We'll talk about Maybe it. Maybe it'll be a two-parter then. Two-parter. Uh, lessons from COVID slash... Death penalty. Justice system <laughs> or yeah, right. tyranny. What is actually... Obey God, Obey defy God, tyrants. Obey God, defy tyrants. Obey God, defy tyrants. Yes. That's the... Yes and amen. Yeah, we're definitely going to do that. I'm actually that. super stoked about that episode. That's, That's going to be good. We should just get down and record both at the same time because I'm sure we'll be like, mm. we'll be cranking it out. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Maybe you should have stretched. Yeah, listen, that. When you turn thirty, <laughs> when you turn thirty, like you just never know when you're gonna wake up and something's gonna hurt. Yeah, like I this think I hurt your shoulder crack. It, I'm pretty it sure. definitely did. I was like winding my arm up and I snapped my shoulder. I woke up this morning with sciatica pain. I've never had sciatica oh, pain in my life. It sucks. But I but I knew what it was because I've heard it described so well. Mm-hmm. But, like, my hip was hurting. Mm-hmm. And then I put my foot on the ground. And the mm-hmm. pain went yeah, all down. the way down to, like, the back of my knee. Woof. And I was like, <gasps> took my breath away. Take my breath away. <laughs> and I was like, and somebody, I told somebody, I said, my hip hurts. And they were like, why? And I'm like, I don't there's know. no reason why anymore. Because I'm 30. Because I'm 31. I... And I've yeah. given birth twice. Mm, yeah. I am naturally. turning 33. Yes. Um, very soon. And I can definitely I tell a that's difference. That's wild. I, didn't, I forget that you're that much older. I just thought you were like one wow, year older than me. That's rude, Brandon. I think that you're only 18 months older than me. Probably. When's your birthday? July. 7th. You're two it's months older up. than my husband. It's coming up. Anywho. Jake is, uh, Jake is almost exactly 18 up. months older than me. Wow. Because he's September. It's and I'm mm. <coughs> So we dropped our Yule Fay shirts, which Finally. we're so stoked about. Yes. I can't wait to get my hands on that Yule puppy. Fe. I still, the weather's been so cold that I think I'm just going to end up buying another 
flipping sweatshirt. I, you can't have too many. Can you? Too many? Too many. Too many sweatshirts. I love my sweatshirt. I'm wearing my 100% sweatshirt today, actually. I love a sweatshirt. I cut everything I buy, though. Right. And Jake was like, you just bought that and you cut it. And I'm like, like yeah, are man. you going to wear it? No. <laughs> then get over it. <laughs> get over my face. I paid for it. I mean, our, my money is his money, but... We got the same money. So. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I you're like I'm that. Like, black. I have a job. I know. I think I'm going to get black. I don't bleak. have money. I mean, I don't have lots of monies, but I have yeah. a part-time job. Right. And Jake so. lets it be my monies. Mm. So mm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I bought my own shirt and I cut it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wear it that way. If I don't cut it, I'm not going to wear it. Yeah. Um, but yes, we Ooh. dropped Yolfe merch. Where's my... Oh, Sarah. I'm missing two cards. Shut up. Where are they? Sarah. Sarah what? does this all the time, know. though. It's really bad. She does it a I lot. I guess if it comes... I, I think that my brain doesn't have the bandwidth to keep up with Is every single one of these thing. No. That's wild. Because it's... My cards are always in there. Maybe in your... Per- Maybe you went through the drive through and it's in your car. Maybe. I'll find them. Anyway. No stress. We need you to get off of here. nothing but the best. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. No stress. Really no stress. No stress. <laughs> Oh, you Jesse. Nothing but the best. Oh, Jesse McCartney. Um, but you may find our merchandise. Yes. Same place that we sold the last one. <clears throat> yes. Um, but you can find the link in our bio on our Instagram account, which is mm-hmm. on the way out pod. Um, I do want to just mention the prices. They are unfortunately high. Yeah. There's really nothing I can do about it. Right. When I tried to make them cheaper because I wanted to, yeah. because we, Sarah and I actually pay the same exact price as anyone else. Yeah. Um, we don't get them for freebies. We do not get them for free. So when I tried to make them cheaper, and it literally wouldn't let me yeah. because we wouldn't have made any money. So when you buy like a $38 sweatshirt, we're actually only getting 3 bucks or something like that. It sucks. But we don't have what? a very big enough following. It might be more. It might be the 4 or 5. Actually, I, I think mean, this, still, that's very small. I think the sweatshirts is like 5. That's a small percentage. The t-shirts are like 3 bucks. Wow. Which really sucks. Bonfire is really making a killing. They really are. But... Because we don't have that big of a following, we don't really want to print a bunch of shirts and then be stuck with all these shirts. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this is kind of what's working for right now. And just more than anything, it's also, I know there's a lot of pinging around. I don't know what that is. But more than anything, it it helps get our podcast out there. Yeah. So if you wear our shirts and people ask you about it, you can say it's from On The Way Out Pod. Go listen to it. And that's also very helpful. So pretty sure that's one of my children you know like kicking the door that door or something no they're down the hallway somewhere okay i don't think you can hear it okay cool i, I bet you won't be able to hear yeah, it yeah probably not <laughs> all right but please well, check out the merch and email us message us we will be back here next week to talk about covid slash tyranny slash the justice system <laughs> slash the death penalty See ya. What did, what do they call that on the the WWE? I don't know. You don't remember? It? I don't remember that. You, you cross name. over your hips and you, was, I don't know. It has a name. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna bring the hammer. Anyway, goodbye. Okay, Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>